guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts who missed his, uh, his, his cue today. My name is Kirk Smith. And I'm Graham K. We're doing it in person, Boom. but it's still not uh, seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I still made a mistake. I was yeah. looking down and not up, and I, fran- I see Graham's frantic fingers pointing at me. Uh, he gave me the action thing, and I missed it. Well, now that we've talked about it, we can't edit out the very easily um, edited out part where you say, um, should we start at the beginning? But... Yeah, keep it. Who cares? Yeah, I guess we have to to now. Should we start over right now? (laughs) This is the Comedian's Guide to Autism. Uh, My name is Graham Kay. Over there is Kirk Smith. We are comedians. We are not uh, scientists. Uh, My brother has autism. His son has autism. Just got off the phone with him, yep. Really? How's he doing? Good, I think. He, he, uh, He looks intently at the phone uh, screen and then, you know, says a couple things and then quickly loses interest. He's 100% millennial. He, yeah, yeah. Attention span of a minute and a half. And he's got uh, hot nurses. And uh, I could see him trying to get off and people pushing him back into the screen and <laughs> trying to get off the screen and people pushing him back in the screen. So uh, yeah. by pushing, I mean gently nudging. I would love to meet your son. I can't believe we've never met. Well, it's tr- we have to fly out to Sweden. We should do a remote version. I mean, I understand why we've never met, but... Uh, Logistics? Yeah. It's... it's uh, a pandemic? Well, there's all <laughs> sorts of reasons. <laughs> but it's too bad. I feel like I know him. I've, 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 I've you know... That's... Yeah. It's, it's funny, right? Because, like, uh, five, I think we're five years in this podcast. Unbelievable. Is it really five years? When I started this, it was before I had my hair plugs. And so uh, I, that's how I can keep track of the you time. You do look like you have hair plugs. It's right? It's very annoying. It's very pattern. It's, it's really good. I know. Why? Why does it bother you, you so much? You have so much stress in your life. <laughs> <laughs> You've had such a hard life. It doesn't matter, I guess. Apparently, I don't care enough. All the things that have happened in your life since we started this podcast. That's true, actually. I can't believe. Do I still have my hair? You still have your hair. <laughs> I understand why I'm losing mine. I've had about <laughs> cars. Blo- I've had about seven cars blow up on me. A third of the stress I have? But yeah. Ten I, times the cars. I, uh, since I've known you, I've owned one car, and you've owned four off and on, and now you own zero. I own zero. Um, I currently am a proud bicycle owner, and um, the uh, subway system here is in New York, where we are, is not doing well. I just read a very scary article about how it's not, no funding, everything's bad. But uh, so, looks like I'm just kidding. But I am, you know, here's the thing. Although you're still not sick, you're still looking good. I'm, I am. The bike is keeping me thin. I'm biking like an hour a day, and it's about 400 degrees here, and so I'm just. But it's warm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm biking around, doing comedy again in parks, I'm trying to get all the comedy in I can before it gets uh, winter, and then comedy's gone again till the summer. But if the aliens come and see you, just from your bike to yelling aimlessly in a park without a microphone, they for sure think you're homeless. Yes. You're just yelling into the abyss Absolutely. at a park to people kind of listening. And uh, that's a quote-unquote show. That's what we're calling a show these days. And that being said, I'm jealous. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my brother. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm biking around. So he's like, oh, your job's coming back. I'm like, not really. <laughs> not really. Not really. $20 at a time. Listen, the year 2200, you'll be able to buy a house out here. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be, well, you know, 
with the evictions keep coming up and people keep leaving, I think apartments are going to be pretty cheap. Well, if they listen to this and hear about the subway problems, maybe they'll leave. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. Well, how's Pete doing? Is he still with your mom and dad? Yeah, he's still there. Things, nice. are, things are fine. Um, I had a really long chat with him the other day about um, not drinking too much. And it would be tough to... He's not an alcoholic. He's got a habit. Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's like basically everybody in my family, but he has less. <laughs> he is in your family. <laughs> yes. But he has less checks and balances. Like he, right. you know, he can kind of can go. Um, he, I think he's bored a lot. So he's, he's been drinking a lot. He's been drinking like probably three, three beers a day. And then on the weekends, he's drinking like six a day, like a But lot. he's at home now, so your mom's kind of keeping an eye on him a little bit. Well, my mom is at the... She's drinking 16, so she's it's at hard. My mom's, <laughs> my mom's at the cottage. Oh, and right. so it's, you know, it's... It, might event, it may eventually come to a point where, like, we have to cut him off and be like, Peter, you can't do it anymore because you, you don't, you know, you, you can't control yourself. And that's sort of what I told him. I looked... Peter, you're running out of chances here. You know, you're because he, he we, we, I've had this discussion with him before. Like, Peter, you can't drink so you can only drink on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you can't have more than five beer, four or five beers in a day on those days. That's it. You can't because you know, and I go, I go the litany of reasons why, but and he, you know, all the health reasons and your liver and you know, you you stroke and blah 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 blah, and you're not 20 anymore. He's 35 or whatever he is, 36, and um. And he is gaining a little bit of weight. Your baby brother's 36. Crazy. You know, he, but he's gaining weight. I mean, it's yeah, a yeah. lot of calories that he's ingesting all the time. I just go through, I break it down, and he says he understands. I'm not sure he does. I break everything down and all, all the litany of health reasons. And the only thing that gets to him is when I say, you don't want to be like Barney from The Simpsons, do you? Who's the alcoholic yeah, in The yeah. Simpsons? He goes, I don't want to be like Barney. Yeah. That's right. You're going to be like Barney, and you're going to be an, you're going to be you're going to become an alcoholic, right. and then we're going to have to you're going to not be allowed to have any beers at all. He's like, I'm Flanders, I'm ripped. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm like Peter, <laughs> you, and so I had a you know it, I I he knows that he's not he, he before all this he knew he wasn't supposed to drink during the week. He wasn't supposed to eat any chips. He was un- yeah, wasn't supposed to. this a few to. times. He took a month off, I remember right, before. Yeah. The beers. It's, it's becoming a pattern that I'm getting concerned about, to be honest. And we'll see. This might be his last shot because I really explained it to him and he said, okay, okay. So I'm going to check in again and see. But, you know, he's returning, returning these cans. And my mom will be like, because he doesn't really understand that that's it a clue of how much he's drinking. My mom will ask him, how much money did you get back? It's like $78. Yeah, he'll be, She's like, whoa. He'll be like, you know, eight bucks or whatever. It's yeah. like five cents. Yeah. For, you know, it's like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> five cents times eight, that would be 160 beers. I don't right? know why I'm making this, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. number up. But the, the calculation is bad. Yeah. Whatever it was. So... Um, I'm probably a little more concerned than my parents. I think they feel sorry for him because his job's gone. 
and he's got no purpose. Well, it's a tough time for a lot of people. We talked about... We're all drinking more. Yeah, I'm not, but yeah. <laughs> all of us who drink are drinking more, yeah. Yeah, but you're a Weirdo? religious fanatic. Oh, religious fanatic. Yeah. Okay. I said it different, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. It's hard for it's hard for a lot of people. I know, but that's the reason I don't drink. I think we've talked about this a little bit. Unless it's, I've really start when things are going well, I'm fine with it. But when things are not going well, it's not good for old Smith. No, I yeah, understand. Yeah, slippery slope. All right. Well, you know yourself. But have you ever had a problem with that? You you don't have an addiction problem. I mean, no, that's not really my personality. But it sure bums me out. And so t- take it, it bums de- you out. Yeah, to have a, a depressant. Take a depressant. It doesn't help. I if I'm already bummed out, I'm just gonna be more bummed out. Right. Right. And have a headache. Well, it doesn't, if it, you know, everyone's body chemistry is different. And I think that's the reason why I enjoy it is because I'm so lethargic and uh, it always, it always makes me happy. Right. <laughs> it's like, it makes me less nervous in groups and makes me happy. And so it's so, um, I think it's the same with him, you know? And so it's, um, no, I mean, that discussion. it's bad, it's bad because it's, yeah, I always I was reading this thing in the Norm Macdonald's a comedian and he, he I was reading his book and he said something there that sticks with me all the time. He goes, I'm not an alcoholic, which is worse because it means I drink. If I was an alcoholic, give it up. I, I would I, I would have a breaking point and I wouldn't be drinking at all because you're like you're drinking like, you know, I. Uh, you know, I, I, I can stop whenever I want. I don't embarrass myself. I don't. Well. I get in trouble. <laughs> I sometimes do, but not really. I've been there a few times. Yeah. Play with you. <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm just teasing. you. I don't you. think so. I mean, I'm. I'm no, you don't remember you were drunk, but I remember them. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I, I you know, I'm it's, buddy. it's like, but it's bad for your health, and it's expensive, and it hurts your productivity, and you, it's just obviously a bunch of reasons. So. Well, it ages you. It's a depressant. It's yeah. A little bit of poison. Yeah. yeah a lot of things. Pure poison. So well, welcome to the Teetotalers Anonymous uh, podcast. This week we've got. Uh, well, I'm just I'm trying to understand what, like my brother's going through. I'm just teasing because yeah. we're the same. You know, we have the same body chemistry and. Well, it kind of leads us into this week's uh, in the news. Uh, yes. Talking about sibling relationships. Uh, do you want to read this one? Sure. Yeah. This is a Spectrum News, which we seem to be gravitating towards more and more. They're taking over. I guess I don't know. Boy, the algorithm of my phone keeps finding that. Or you found this one. I found this one, yeah. How autism shapes sibling relationships. Having an autistic brother or sister can pose challenges, but it can also make children patient, empathetic, and resilient. In late March, Michelle, this is a tough name. I should have you read this. Buya Musgisha reached out to a local celebrity and emailed the subject line a message for your a message for your biggest fan, my autistic brother. It was two weeks into the coronavirus-related lockdown, and her 34-year-old brother who has significant speech challenges and likes to be called Mark B, was distraught. Deprived of his cooking class, bowling, and other favorite activities, he's feeling so low he could barely get out of bed. Biomugisha. Biomugisha. That's what we got Graham for. He's the, he's, the, he's the pronouncer. He's the brains of the op. Here we go. As a family discuss what to do, Biomugisha. There you go. There we go. Had an idea. Her brother is fascinated with the weather and has been for many years. He tuned in every evening to broadcast from meteorologist Steve Rudden, maybe, of WILA of Washington, D.C. What if Mark B. heard from Rudden directly? That might jolt him out of the doldrums, Baya Mugisha reasoned. In her email, Baya Mugisha, 
explain Mark B's distress, noting that the loss of routine is especially difficult for someone on the autism spectrum, and she made a request. If you have a moment, if you could, it would be incredible if you could record a video message for my brother. It so would lift awesome. Spirits exponentially. That's yeah, great, right? Yeah, and also I completely empathize, empathize, empathize. That's a word. Um, with uh, with this situation, with by with uh, this this young lady and the brother, it's the exact same thing that's happening to Peter right now. Yeah. And he, they seem to be very similar um, in their activities, the bowling, and in the their activities and where they are on the spectrum, mm. somewhere. Yep. The same. Yep. Uh, here we go. She was not counted in the response, but thought it was worth a shot if it would help her brother. Siblings such as Baya Mugisha often play a role, an important support role in an autistic person's life. They're in some ways the forgotten family members in autism research. Though the younger brothers and sisters of children with autism attract expert attention because of their higher chances of having the condition, studies about the experience of having an autistic sibling are sparse. And until the, about the age of 20, sorry, and until about 20 years ago, the few that existed started from the premise that a child with autism was a problem for the other children at home. Over the past decade or so, however, researchers have begun exploring siblings' actual experiences, and they're learning that autism flavors these relationships in a myriad of ways. It's not that the disability is... It, it's not that disability is the outside force. Disability is actually part of the relationship, says Ari... I agree with that completely. Ariella Meltzer. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, uh, anyway, go on. All right. Uh, Ariella, a researcher at the Center for Social Impact at the University of New South Wales in Australia. It's part of the essence, part of what's communicated and felt between the siblings. The relationship can have upsides for both typical and autistic siblings. A typical child may develop qualities such as maturity, patience, and resilience and empathy. And for a child with autism who finds socializing challenging, the banter and bickering of a sibling may provide a meaningful experience of friendship. Although having an autistic sibling can be difficult at times, many typical children feel protective of their autistic brother and sister and invested in their sibling's success. They may act as a translator if their sibling's speech sounds garbled to strangers and they may understand their brother and sister's needs and abilities far better than their parents do. For many siblings, Diversity training begins before breakfast, 365 days a year, and starts very, very young, says Emily Hull, director of the Sibling Support Project, a nonprofit organization based in Bellevue, Washington. Bolstering the bonds between siblings when one has autism has practical benefits for families. As parents age and become unable to care for their adult children with autism, siblings are often the principal caregivers and more likely to take on these duties willfully, research suggests, when there's a history of shared closeness. Yeah, I... There that I have so many friends who are like, I'm like, I have to go back to Ottawa when my parents um, uh, are put in a home to take care of my brother. Right. And they're like, you know, why? Somebody else will do it. Or like, they're like, re they're like, you have to go. He, can he come to New York? I'm like, no, he can't come to New York. <laughs> what the hell are you talking? But it's like, they're surprised that it's willfully that I'm going to go. Right. It's crazy. I don't know. Whatever. Go on. Yeah, it'd be a tough adjustment for him to come back to, to come to New York. It would be insane. Anyway, I understand why they don't understand his level of autism and why it'd be yep. weird for him to come. But what I don't understand is why they don't understand that I'm willfully going up, that I have to go up. I feel like a sense of duty. I don't. They don't. 
I think that the bond that I have with my brother is stronger than their bond with their brother or sister. Well, I want to be delicate in my response, but... I'm not saying that I them. don't think that... Um, I don't think just having a brother or a person with sibling with autism automatically... Um, how do I explain this? Dictates that kind of response. I mean... And again, I want to be delicate in how I say this, but I, I don't... I don't think my daughter's seen her brother in some time and so it's like i don't think it's an automatic i understand what you're saying for your scenario but your scenario is different because for a myriad of reasons that are out of your control and out of her control they haven't seen each other in a yeah. long time they haven't lived together in a long yeah. time um so but i'm sure if push comes to shove yeah that's the sting um, what? Yeah, that's the saying. I hadn't, that's saying. I hadn't said that in a while. I was like, push comes to pushings? Anyway, mm. um, the, I'm sure that she would... I think it means if things escalate. Like, you push, he shoves. I don't know. Yes, if things... But that's, I said it... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's stop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump out the window. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if, if we... If we... If, if things got bad... I'm sure she would help. I'm sure she would take care of him. I think that's a subject for a different podcast, okay. a later one where I'm a little more thought out on it. Okay. All right. Uh, bolstering the bonds between the siblings when one has autism is practical benefits for family. Okay. Okay. I already read that. Michelle, what is it? Bayamugisha? Yep. 27, who works in public relations and lives in Washington, D.C., and her other brother, Jeremy, have kept Mark B.'s needs central as they have gone about building their adult lives. Jeremy Bayamugisha, who lives who is an accountant and still lives with Mark B and their parents in uh, Gathersburg, Gathersburg, Maryland, and helps with Mark B's care. It's maybe patient, Jeremy says. Mark has a big influence on that. For her part, Michelle is careful not to bring friends home until she knows they are keepers because Mark B will ask about them and remember their birthdays forever. It just kind of creates a shared memory commitment between me and Jeremy to just want to bring nothing but peace and stability to the family, she says. Mm. In return, Mark B. cherishes him. So one of the things he says when he meets people, he's like, I'm Mark B., and I have a sister, I have a brother. He gives them the whole rundown about his life and Jeremy's life, Michelle says. To have a brother that's so happy to see me and so excited by every development to my life, it's like having a cheerleader through thick and thin. I totally get everything. Every, everything is exactly the same. I, know, I feel like this is touching you emotionally, yeah. this article. One hug only. The sibling relationship is among the longest and most formative of a person's life. Children learn that their siblings, children learn with their siblings how to play, argue, share, and negotiate. Research suggests that close sibling relationships are associated with better mental health later in life. The nature of autism can make closeness difficult, however. People with autism often have difficulty identifying and expressing their emotions, as well as understanding what others are feeling. They may be uncomfortable with affection. One hug only, Mark B. often reminds people. Many studies suggest <laughs> that sibling relationships tend to be less close when a brother or sister has autism than when a sibling has another developmental condition, such as Down syndrome, that doesn't affect the ability to connect. Social interactions require two people, right? It's kind of like a dance, says psychologist Theodore Tomlin at the University of Alabama. When a sibling has autism, the dancers may be out of sync. Typical children 
with autistic siblings are more prone to anxiety and depression on average than their peers, according to a 1995 analysis of 69 studies. They also tend to have difficulty establishing positive relationships with others to possess more negative and to possess more negative beliefs, which can take the form of low self-esteem, a poor view of disability, or a general lack of optimism. According to the lead investigator, Karen Shivers, a psychology researcher at the University of Virginia Tech. Sibling relationships may be particular strength. We're almost done, I think. How much more is this? Three. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is very long. Here we go. Uh... Okay, sibling relationships may be particularly strained if an autistic child takes out their anger frustration on brothers and sisters by hitting, punching, or yelling, which uh, my kids, uh, it's been a, a thing that we've experienced. Um, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Living in poverty and having parents who are stressed and depressed can also put siblings at risk for mental health issues. Raising a child from disability, which may require special needs in classes and constant supervision, requires time and money that many families can ill afford. I know on us that put a lot of extra strain because one of the parents is home, so just one of the people is working, and then they're overworked, and it gets, makes everything very complicated. Still, research suggests that most people with autistic siblings are psychologically healthy and just as well adjusted as their peers. Okay, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. That's an important point, here we go. Compared to other children and teenagers, those with autistic brothers and sisters may be more mature and more adapt at forming empathy called perspective, talking, ta uh, perspective taking, which means they can consider another person's point of view. Okay, jump ahead, that part's pretty self-explanatory. A 1919 study titled in part, I, I don't I have live like with a, autism, I live with my sister. Go ahead. No, I was just saying like, uh, I have a, I, I mean, I, I, I understand people's point of view and where they come from, I think a lot more than my peers. They always get so upset at people if anything is wrong, and I just automatically I I jump into the other person's shoes and I understand and I can de-escalate the situation. I don't know if that has anything to do with autism, but I noticed that's one thing I noticed about my personality overall, my peers. Anyway, um, I like this article because I'm making it about me. <laughs> <laughs> Many siblings express this kind of appreciation for their autistic brothers and sisters, according to meta-analysis published earlier this year. There's an overarching narrative of love and empathy and compassion. I'm just jumping through this because it's quick. Stop I have being a lot dead. of empathy, love, and compassion. <laughs> <laughs> More love than most people. I can think of so many counterpoints to my experiences with you, but I'm not. I'm going to finish this article. We're almost done. I've only got 17 pages left. Okay. And I'm going to sum them up, and we're going to the end. There we go. Stop being the dad. Oh, wow. Some autistic children require so much attention that their siblings get lost in the shuffle and need to be. you're gaining weight a bit, actually. Overlooked and may have come at a bit. Second, what'd you say? You're gaining weight, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm getting fat. Getting yeah. fat. But I'll be skinny this weekend when I help somebody move. In a published, uh, study published earlier this year, we have one example of a girl complaining about her parents downplaying her learning issues because they're minor compared to her brother's challenges. That makes sense. Okay, I'm jumping forward a little bit. There are specialized groups of support that can help siblings with their own moods and behavior. The, the Sibling Support Project, for example, runs a group called Sib Shops in communities across the United States and abroad for children age 
8 to 13 who have a disabled sibling. It's an outlet, a place where they can go and talk about their experiences and their feelings. You can feel very alone if you don't have other people to talk to about it. I'm going to keep jumping ahead. This is a 25-page article, which I do recommend, actually. Yeah. Okay, here we go. As Mark B., remember we talked about uh, from the beginning that uh, Michelle requested that Rudin uh, send a, the weatherman send a message specifically to Mark B. That's where we, 17 pages ago we were talking about. Yep. As Mark B. watched uh, Rudin's message on his mother's smartphone, his brother Jeremy filmed his quietly delighted reaction. Michelle posted that video on Twitter, and it's been viewed more than 6,400 times. Well, what did we learn this week, Graham, besides the fact that uh, y y uh, you have all the positive things of this article? I think that this um, little sister is uh, great. She deeply loves her brother. And she's a better sibling than I am. Um, I don't think it's competitive. No, I'm kidding. But I no, she yeah, it's great. I don't know. I I related a lot to this article, and if you have um, a neuronormative child, uh, or if you are uh, an autistic person, and uh, you and you're listening to this, and you have a neuronormative um, sibling you get along with, or vice versa, uh, I think you'll relate a lot to this article. So, um, yeah, it's good. Good job, Spectrum News. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things. And I do think if I had to do it over again, support groups is something I might have looked into for my daughter. I think it might have helped, especially would when there's only two siblings. Would, would they have existed, though, back then? No, 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 but I'm saying if I had to do it over again and, like, if it was coming up now. So I encourage parents who have I see. siblings and one of them is not on the spectrum, I would consider trying to get them one of these groups where they could talk openly and not be judged about having a complicated relationship with a sibling with disability, whether it's they're jealous of the attention they get or they feel like everything revolves around them or whatever. I feel like those are valid feelings that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, I think we did it. Great. Um, I'm at uh, Insta Graham K on Instagram, Mr. Graham K on Twitter. Uh, patreon.com slash autastic donate a buck an episode we'd appreciate that uh, thank you to all of our patreon subscribers out there we love you very much we really really uh, do appreciate it you guys are great and all our longtime listeners uh, you can uh, get you can uh, find Kirk Smith at Kirk Smith comedy on all platforms and uh, that's it right that's it have a great week guys you can do it